What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Check your mics. How are you feeling? I want to hear every word. I want to hear the breath. Is that close enough for you? Yeah. Triple check. I'm a heavy breather. Is this like too close? Are you a mouth breather? (laughs) Mouth breathing is like a big thing, apparently. You know, like, well, actually, like, sorry, like, Chewers, uh, nose, chewers. Nose, nose breathing. Breather? Yeah. I think that's how you're supposed to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to breathe that way. Yeah. I, are I didn't you know a mouth this. breather? No, I'm not. That'd be a horrible thing to have, like, on the whole undertone of the podcast. <laughs> you're just hearing this. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we need to mute his mic. Okay, let's just start. Yeah. yeah. Chain smokers, welcome to call her daddy. <laughs> Thank you. Or I just got nervous now. Yeah. I said I wasn't, but now I'm nervous. <laughs> Alex just shit his pants. Yeah. He's like, fuck, let me take a drink. Shit. Cheers. Let's do a little another cheers. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Everybody calm down. Mm. Everything's going to be, be okay. Be the boys great. are a little nervous, guys. Daddy gang, be nice to them in the comments. Oh, I wasn't at all. The same with Alex, just right until we started. And now you're now you're like professional Alex and... I'm like, hello. Yeah. Let's I feel like it's like, you guys have seen this many times, yeah. you know? And but like, I'm much more scared giving like a best man speech than I am performing in front of like 30,000 people. Totally. Like I think that makes times. sense though. Yeah. Isn't there a thing Dave Chappelle does where he only performs in front of like four people in a room before oh, he does really? it? I think I've heard that. That's and it's 10 cool. times harder yeah, yeah, to yeah. perform in yeah. front of like three people yeah. than a crowd. Have sense. you done a best man speech recently? Not that recently, but I killed it. I murdered it, my speech. Because you always got to, the way you start a best man speech, and someone tipped me off as this, is you just insult the guy who spoke before you right off the bat. Oh, that's good. So you like yeah. give it, you're like, give it up for John. He did his best. And then everyone <laughs> immediately is like, ha ha, you know? And oh, then you're like, great. and then you can launch into whatever. So I tried that. My sister got married uh, like the summer before last. And I tried that trick because Alex had just killed this best man speech. Yeah. He was telling me how good he did. Oh, fuck. And then I, you like, oh, you tried your best. But I said it to like my like female cousin and it like really hurt her feelings <laughs> she's like sobbing in yeah, the corner she was like, like fuck and you then she, like, came and she's like do we have beef on something i was like i don't know i just i just heard it was a good thing to say like <laughs> and you just fucked you did it a gr- you had a great speech i'm yeah, sorry yeah, it was really heartfelt <laughs> yeah This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy Gang. I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself and it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient and flexible. It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear. Well, gather around, Daddy Gang, sax.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to sax.com to shop for everything on your agenda. So we were supposed to meet in Miami. Yeah. Well, I feel like we were supposed to meet like so long ago. It's weird that we have never met. Yeah, I'm kind of glad agree. that didn't 
happen Why? given the nature of Bob. Like, it's just such a shit show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every morning was like a way too late and okay wait i want to yeah. ask you guys because i was gonna say what did i miss in miami because to give people context we were supposed to do this interview in miami yeah i got sick maybe i was faking maybe i was no i'm just kidding i was sick <laughs> yeah and i, I mean, couldn't make it either way what did i miss <laughs> what happen. did you guys what, what we did definitely you guys thought do? about it if you were it's such a shit yeah, show I, I used to be like a receptionist in an art gallery and we and oh. and i would go to basel it's like 15 years ago and you would go to basel and it was like one party the liberal party and then it was actually just like collectors and people that worked in the art world and it was like Really fun, but like really manageable. And now, like I've never seen—I don't know where the art people are. I don't see them at all. And it's just like craziness. And there's yeah. so much shit. And everyone's has FOMO. And you yeah. know, like you'll be—I remember being at—I think it was like you know, like Miles and Kygo and those yes, guys. Yes, yes. They had a party, and it was like awesome. It was like Black Coffee was DJing. It was an open bar. It was a bunch of friends. And then everyone's like, "We gotta go to this Bob's party." And I was like, "But why?" I was like, "We, the bo- this is great here. Everything's great." And they're like, "No, no, it's better over there for sure." And I was like, "I feel like the people over there are saying that this is the same the, thing." Yeah. yeah, everyone's like chasing the night. It's yeah. like fashion week. It's like we have to go to ten events, and it's like, right. I feel like this party's kind of dope. Like, yeah, let's yeah. Chill. Why don't we just stay here? And it's just like you're constantly missing and feeling like you're, you know. In reality, it's like none of it's true. So, how did you guys meet? You guys have been together for ten years. This is a yeah. thriving relationship, Drew. How did you guys meet? We met, uh, I was finishing school in 2012, 2011, mm-hmm. and Alex had actually started Chainsmokers with another kid. So I'm not the original Chainsmoker. Oh my God, where's he? He's a dog walker. <laughs> well, that was last time I'm we not, yeah, Fuck, this is, hope he doesn't watch the show. <laughs> Shout out. Pissed. Okay, so there was an OG, yeah. and then you came in and swapped. Well, from my understanding, the other kid didn't want to, wanted to go and do his own like solo career, and Alex was like, what the fuck? Like... Uh, we built this whole thing up and it wasn't much by the way it was like djing and like sl you know what i mean like but it was something yeah yeah yeah. and and i like knew how to make music like pretty shitty music but i like was really into it and uh and then we met and he the other kid left and he was like i want to find someone who like makes music and we got introduced by our manager our current manager who's still with us to this day and yeah rest is history did you guys like yeah. immediately hit it off vibe yeah. wise, personality wise? Didn't you have a funny like you didn't know which one? Oh my god! So I go, <laughs> so I go to New York City. I take like the the Feng Wah bus. You know about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like thirteen dollar bus that goes from like Boston to Chinatown. So I take that thing down there, um, and I like go and meet them at this club. But I didn't know. I knew there were two guys in chain smokers, and they were both there, and I didn't know which was which. And I remember just going to the club and, and meeting and both of y'all, and I was just like, oh god, I hope it's Alex. Like oh, wow. the other kid was okay, but I really hope it's Alex. And and thank God he he texted me, and I didn't even know because he texted me the next day and was like, "Come over to my apartment." And not until you opened the door to your apartment <laughs> did I have confirmation it was you. It's like a blind date, and it was like, "What do you listen to?" And it was like, "I like Calvin Harris." It was like, "Me too." You know, <laughs> what kind of beer do you drink? And it was like, and but like in reality, what was really crazy, and we did have this like conversation the first time we met was. You know, we were like, what do you want to accomplish and how do you want to get there? And we were like, both of us were like, we want to be the biggest, you know, artist on the planet and we'll take, do whatever it takes to get there from like a work perspective. And, and then I want to branch out from there and create and use that platform to like get into other things that interest us. And, you know, it's like kind of crazy now to look, reflect back on that. Cause like we had no fucking idea back then. It was like literally like, cool, let's, let's do this then. And then he moved down from, you know, Maine. And I like quit my receptionist job and they were like, are you crazy? That's like a recession right now. Like you want to, you know, like go be a musician full time. And they were like, listen, we'll have you back, you know, when this fails. And now it's like nuts. Like I buy art from them and it's like, you know, dude, that's so crazy because it's kind of like a love story. Honestly, we're like, you've been together for 10 years. You guys met on a blind date. Like, and then you ended up being in front of him and you were like, I really hope it's him and not the other (laughs) one. And then you guys got matched up and you made this perfect perfect situation. Like it all worked out. So, okay. To people that are watching, I want them to like get to know you guys better individually through each other's eyes. Should because, I leave the room? No, no, okay. because you guys are you guys are a couple. Yeah. But I want to hear. Let's start with Alex. How would you describe Drew? Yeah. To someone that doesn't know him. Um. So he likes to go like deeper with things, and I'm like, uh, I don't want to say I'm surface level, but I like mm-hmm. to cover a lot more ground. He is like the least communicative person on the planet. In fact, like. I think I like text Madison Beer about a song yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, it's Alex. I got your number from Drew because he sucks at texting. <laughs> so like, I'm go- you know gonna, uh, and it's not that like he doesn't care. He just does. I don't know what. Actually, I don't know what goes on in my head. Yeah, like you yeah. see it, and you're just like, uh, 
You know what I mean? And yeah, you just like move on. Exactly from like, right. are you quiet? What do you mean you're not communicative? Like, well, you I talk. read things, but Alex is also hyper communicative. So a lot of these conversations are like, I'm on an email or I'm on a text thread. He's already said what I would have said. So true. Do you, know? you guys find yourself on the same page a lot? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, we're completely aligned, like in yeah. like goals and all that stuff. We've had our disputes, but it's always like, uh, you know, reconciled in a really like reasonable right. way. You did walk into my house and say that you guys have gotten into multiple fist fights and punch each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. not in a couple of years though. Yeah, it's been a couple. Okay, of years. Which might be we mean we're due for one. Yeah, but, but it's been so. Good. So you guys are just fighting over like regular shit, but you guys have an ability. To it's like one. sibling fights, you yeah. know, where you're first just together like all the time. Seat. Like over yeah. front seat in like Mexico, like eight yeah. Years I don't ago. remember even being mad at you. I think that was just yeah. We, we were like, hey, that. we've never fought. Our right, time was fight. in like in uh, what's that? Town? Mallorca at a club. That was bad. You know, it wasn't just that. <laughs> he had been oh. pissing me off for a while, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure I've been pissing him off for a while, you know. And then it just gets to that one moment. Yeah, it was. Where he just does the one thing, and I was I lost. And I, the- I initiate, I think, every fight. <laughs> I wow, also, so are you hot headed? Not anymore, but I definitely was. <laughs> You've worked on no, it. No, yeah, worked I worked on it. therapy and stuff. Oh, you've gone to therapy? Yeah. Have you guys ever gone to therapy together? Uh, no, we've considered doing like executive coaching, mm-hmm. but not, not therapy. Maybe couples therapy is the move. Well, now I feel like really... Like, yeah, we don't have like... Issues. Yeah. yeah. Issues, really. You think that, but Until as you, yeah, as a woman that's standing here that used to have <laughs> being a duo. Did you go to couple yeah. therapy when you when you No, but we should have, <laughs> yeah. apparently. You can always get ahead of it. Yeah. Okay, Drew, now you describe Alex's personality. Um, he's hilarious. Like I sometimes I'll just be like making a drink and we'll be or, you know, or just talking to somebody and I'll just overhear him just say the most outlandish thing to people. I don't know where it comes from. He also no, has like filter. the mo- no filter and also the most insane memory. Mm. Like he will like remember we'll, like we meet so many people every weekend. We're doing like we've been doing 150 shows a year for the past seven years probably. Sometimes more even. And a lot of those are in Vegas where we're like hosting people for our tequila or our venture fund or <clears throat> people that we've just accumulated along the years. And Someone will walk in and he'll just like, he'll remember like, I, I will be like, I recognize this guy's face. I can't place it. He'll remember that their kids are in tennis lessons. Holy. It's insane. It's weird. Yeah, so he's like. a good person to have next to you because I'm you where I'm yeah. like, I fucking know that face. Yeah. But I couldn't even tell you the name if you put a gun to my head. And you're like, oh, it's this person. They have this yeah. many kids. They This is the address. But then I'm the one yeah. that's like, all right, I'm kind of like done this tonight. And Drew would be like, I just like stayed up till 6 a.m. with that guy. And now we're like, yeah, like kid, like brothers. And yeah. so it's like I, a go, I go deep with like one yeah. person or three people or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. This is helpful. It's I'm definitely like, like way more like I, I, I don't know what the word is. I guess it just depends. You're a surface level bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Drew is just but in he's his like, field. He's like, I don't know if anyone texts any more, like more people than you per day. What? Yeah. He's like talking to like, you know, the head of some like massive red. like hedge fund. And he's talking to like the bartender from the dueling piano bar in St. Louis that we played on a Wednesday night in 2013. It's definitely like an OCD like crazy thing, for yeah. sure. Okay. And you're yeah. not answering your texts at all. Exactly. Oh, okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Yeah, okay. I've fully taken advantage of his powers. That's really great. Yeah. What are your fans like? passive and chill we have like the most like relaxed nice fans ever like yeah. like we could just sit at, like anywhere and like I, I think we have like a really nice level of of like celebrity or fame we want to call it because like maybe some people recognize us usually it's like they have to pull their phone out to like confirm the yeah. the sighting and, so and by the time the, they do, do that, that the... we're gone you know uh-huh. and move on yeah, or they'll just come great. up and be like hey big fan and then it's like dip out. You know what I mean? Like we don't have like any like rabid, you know, Craziness. crazy story. I, I've told this fake story for like years about because we didn't have a fake, crazy fake fan story. And that was like what people always asked us. So I just came up with one. Tell me. And I lied about it for like seven years. And I became so good at telling it. I haven't told it in a while. But basically it was a story about we play the show in Italy. And there was this fan in the front row that was like dead, you know, stone cold staring at both of us. And it was like really awkward. And then in the middle of the show, she pulls out like a buzzer and just starts shaving her head, but like not changing her reaction. And then she starts eating her hair. And then we're like freaking out and we're like losing our focus. And then she just kind of just like disappears into the crowd. And then, <laughs> that's the story. And, then, and no one was like, huh? And we, we were like, wow, you, that's the, cool. the, the, He told us in every interview, it made it all the way to um, Larry King. Larry King. He told Larry, Larry King this and story. And what the yeah. fuck are you? Did you guys coordinate this? Or did one day he just spring this in an interview and you he, were like, He just uh-huh. made it up one day and we just kept going with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you didn't say anything. No. It you was just, just easier nodded. than yeah. the like, you know, like I just didn't have one and I just wanted to right. just go along. With I wanted it. an awesome story. Yeah, do, you, wanted... do you have one now? Is there like a crazy fan interac- interaction you can now tell or no? 
I just fans are so pleasant and passive. They're just like I don't. I will. You know. No, that's fine. If you're any fans out there want to do something crazy. Yeah, like get yeah. after it. Yeah, go go for it. I yeah. think you're very fortunate though to be to have. Do you the have job crazy you, fans? Like girls um, go to. Yeah, girls. like I have some crazy interactions I've had. Like are girls crazier or guys crazier for you? It's a different vibe. The guys yeah. are always barstool fans, so they're like Cooper, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, and they'll like bear hug me, and I'm like, hello, sir, and it's like it's very like. Have bro-y. you ever hooked up with a fan? No, because most of my fans are women, but. I have had multiple Marshall guys are like, no, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like you go hook up with Dave. Um, I've had, I've had multiple times where like a fan will chase me down and like, give me a vibrator or like just wow, something yeah. very. And like, I still use it to this day. And I think of her like, yeah. it's very cute. Like, but my, I would say my fans are kind of similar. They're very chill, very passionate, but they're open books to me. And like, yeah. we have like very cute interactions. A podcast is very different because you're yeah. speaking about yourself so much and getting deeper into yourself by talking about with other people you see reflection and all that stuff like us we just they just hear our music and we're just two generic white guys so they know the music but it doesn't right go beyond that you know but that's why it's fun to sit down with you guys you would probably be great on a podcast you want to get deep i'm definitely gonna launch a podcast oh, i'm <laughs> sure i'm waiting it's for kind of, i just need more podcast. time but it's yeah. gonna happen i could see you guys doing a pod it's gonna be dark and dangerous oh my god Maybe that's i'm name. not gonna be there I'm you not. don't want to be on it i don't have the it's gonna be controversial i'm not consistent enough to do okay, it okay right you don't have the work out there. his is gonna good be to like know. Yeah, it's he's gonna got be stories. Good. It's gonna be good. I'll listen one day, maybe. <laughs> um, okay, Alex, take me through your guys' like pre-show rituals and like how has it evolved over time? It, it not much. Okay, you know what I mean. It's not like I feel like the thing about for us at these shows is like you don't want to like build up too much like tension and pressure. It's almost like do the least and just like oh, it's just like a normal day that happens to have like a huge performance at the end of it. So like the more that. Like when we have big shows and like our whole team's there and there are lots of friends, it's like almost like builds up more anxiety because everyone's like asking you, like, are you nervous? Like, are you excited? How are you feeling? Like, you just feel more tension around you. So for us, it's like, you know, a warm up, like drinking some tequila backstage, like maybe work out earlier in the day or something like that. We have like a simple pre-ritual handshake and, and it's like gay time. But I feel like less. Can you it, do it right now? Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's that. And it's just like oh, wow. super simple. <laughs> Yeah, you can learn really it. Really simple. I yeah, more of like it's that. a superstitious thing that you have to do it. When you guys are getting nervous for a show, do you guys really lean on each other or do you guys go kind of like individual mode? Like I like just like sit there individually and deal with your stress. I feel like it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't share necessarily like how nervous you are because that probably yeah. just makes other everyone more nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, like in the case of like Vegas, I mean, this is a weird example, but like if I'm exhausted then you can see it like he'll step up and go Got harder it. and like vice versa or you know what I mean in that in yeah, that yeah, sense yeah. so you can kind of tell when someone needs like yeah, yeah yeah like needs like okay like he's just clearly like you know sick right now or like like we do play sick all the time I think we've only canceled one show ever mm-hmm. and Holy you know shit. and you're just like all right I'm gonna pick up the slack and like give it a little bit extra today so that, like because he clearly just you know is struggling. This is a real team unit here. I'm really totally. liking the vibe. It's very cool. It really is cool. Like, it's like, you know, the same way I feel like when girls can, like, look and look at each other and, like, mm-hmm. communicate, like, mm-hmm. everything. And then guys are just sitting there clueless about what just happened. Right. You guys just, are the ones insane. Yeah, and they're like, we should probably go. And you're like, what? What did you just say to her? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, That's uh, such a specific and so fucking relatable yeah. of just being like, yeah, we're actually going to go. And you guys are like, excuse me? That was a good example. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2019 you guys after a tour went off of like the grid and you Mm kind of went on a hiatus. What the fuck happened? How did you come to this decision? Tell me about it. Uh, well we just felt really burnt out after 2019. I mean, I told you we've been doing like 150 shows a year. We had just like released our third album in the fall of 2019. And then we did a 42 city arena tour with five sauce and we just got home we're like never again like that was just too much after like a whole summer of like back and forth from vegas to europe vegas to europe every week there's two people Mm -hmm. that are making the decisions how do you guys balance what's good for you individually and then what's good for the chain smokers i mean we've been pretty on, on the same page in our personal lives like we made a lot of sacrifices and this is a big thing that we've been talking with our team about now that we're in our 30s, like well into our 30s. And 
it's harder, you know, and there's a lot of, we haven't gone to a lot of weddings. We haven't been here on weekends ever. You know, we haven't, we've like every, you know, we sacrifice our weeks just, you know, we, like last week, two days were just erased being on a plane, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think we've been really aligned on that thus far. You know, we've just been trying to get it and be successful and, and do our thing and, and not leave anything on the table. And I'm really thankful that we took that approach. But I mean, going forward, we definitely will have to be more communicative about like, hey, I don't want to be in LA this much, or I don't want to go to Vegas this much, or I don't want to do, and who knows what that's going to be, but like our lives are changing. So that's like a, a new hurdle that's probably coming for us. Yeah, It's a, it's tough because I think you got to balance, like you can't forget like how lucky we are to be in this position to begin with. And it's like, I see yeah. so many people like taking advantage of that opportunity and letting it just slip between their fingers because they think it's just like, it's hard work. Like. There are people, hundreds, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people out there that are trying to do what we do and they're working three times as hard as we are Mm -hmm. potentially. So I think like we've always had that like grit and determination. Like we might not always be the best at the certain things we do, but like I know we apply ourselves and work Mm -hmm. harder than most people Mm -hmm. at the things we care about. So I think it's ingrained in like the fabric of our personalities which is like we're super competitive like we want to be the best we want to get the best out of ourselves yeah and we also like i i feel like if i just ran into you somewhere in the street and you were like hey you you know oh my god like do you feel accomplished everything i would be say like absolutely not like we have like very heavy imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so for us it's like we feel like we're just kind of also getting started and have so much more to do and say from what this you know chapter is but you also you know like you do want to start thinking about the other things in life that like yeah. you possibly can get joy out of because it's like these are probably all like really unhealthy character traits that like lead to you know a life looking back at like 70 being like oh my god like what the fuck did yeah you i took yeah. like three like vacations the carrot all the way here yeah exactly yeah. but also there's like a balance where like you can really potentially accomplish really amazing things mm-hmm. i get what you're take. saying yeah. but it's interesting to hear you because like i feel like there's so many people that have success and you're so scared to be like wanting the normal things that come with life that you're like I haven't been to a wedding in a while like I wasn't in LA for like a weekend just like chill and you can in your mind you're like I am I being ungrateful like am I coming off like I don't appreciate what I have but I do think like I understand what you're saying of like there needs to be sometimes a better balance but that also is fucking weird because again I've been in a duo where it's like inevitably you both have different wants for like your personal life right like maybe you have a different plan of like do you both want kids do you not want kids do you want to get married and Mm. so like you kind of have to stay somewhat on the same page like how do you guys navigate that it just worked out kind of in some weird way Uh i mean we are very communicative about those things and i think like we want the happiness of the other person so it's like you know, we've gotten this far. I don't think we were like, un- we wanted, you know, we've always been aligned on the goals mm-hmm. we wanted to get and how mm-hmm. to achieve them. Like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, as you get older, you're kind of like, hey, I recognize like all of our friends, like all my friends are married with kids. Like right. I'm probably the last person other than like our agent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but do you guys feel like, because it's interesting, like to have your job, which is partying and performing and like making people have such a good time. Do you feel like people or maybe like media has kind of pigeonholed you into being the same people you absolutely were not. 10 I mean, years ago. We have ago. a great relationship with the media and press. <laughs> like, absolutely not. You said that so serious at first. I was like, really, Alex? <laughs> oh my not. God. No, talk you about us that. just glowing reviews. How did it evolve of like who the chain smokers started as from your opinion and who you guys are now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were just ultimately huge. That that opinion about like the being pigeonholed, I think, is was DJ as or EDM as a whole. You know, we came up in this like super party centric, uh, very drug centric like scene, you know, that's like kind of pop probably I'd say like 2016. Um, But that was like a whole that was a wave that we rode to like relevancy, I guess. We were young, you know what I mean? It's like you make mistakes. And I think, you know, uh, much to our, you know, regret, like we've grown up a ton and, and like there's a lot of things we regret doing, but I think that's just like a natural progression for anyone. I think there are a lot of mistakes we avoided too by like, I think we kind of were lucky. We went, both went to college and graduated and, mm-hmm. and like didn't have like success at 18 and become super rich and yep. that yeah. stuff. Like we understand the value of a dollar and like working in shitty jobs and mm-hmm. doing, you know, putting in the time. I can relate to that. Like, I feel like I had obviously like a very specific persona when I started this. It was like the sex girl 
Yeah. That's the blonde that works at Barstool. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I definitely played into what I was given and the platform that I was kind of like going with. But then it can get exhausting and be like, hey guys, like, I don't party like every night. And like, I don't like have sex every single day, (laughs) like 24 seven. Like, so I think I can relate to you guys on being like, I appreciate how we came up, but like we've evolved. Like we definitely have certain things that that are different about us. That it's not just party drugs, perform, fuck girls and go to sleep. Not to get too deep, but like on more of a personal level, how have each of you like individually, I'll start with you, Drew, like, evolved as a human being since the beginning of the success and everything took off to where you are now? Uh, I've calmed down a lot. I used to be hyper insecure and I'm still have insecurities, but like so much so that like it drove me and I'm almost thankful for it. And I always like had this like thing inside me that wanted to be successful and just kind of you know, do everything, but be friends with everybody. And, you know, I had this like idea and I was always chasing that. And I was always worried that I was never going to do it. And I feel like that, like probably like negatively impacted some like relationships I had early, like through college. I just didn't, you know, you know, I was so focused on what I was doing. Um, and I, I wasn't able to be like generous or I didn't have the, you know, the mindset to like be the, be the person that I am now that I'm, I really appreciate. Uh, and, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing is, you know, I've really enjoyed just being calm and appreciative and being able to like, you know, help people with opportunities that you he know, really is insanely generous to everybody and hosting people. It's actually crazy how, really? yeah, yeah it's it like a hostel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you live in a hostel or you host yeah. a hostel. Cause are you kind of saying like in romantic relationships or I guess even friendships, like you couldn't be as present and giving because you were trying to be selfish because you were trying to make something for yourself. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Alex? I don't know. I was trying to think of a good, like reasonable answer to this while he was talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I, I guess if I could like reflect further back, I mean, my dad passed when I was like 12 and a half or something like that. And I think that was like very defining moments. I remember a lot of people coming to me and being like, there's two paths, you know, you can kind of go that like fucked up route where you lose a parent and everything kind of spirals out of control from there. Or you kind of use this as like a moment to catalyze like how you want to live your life. And I was always like an average student and had like terrible ADHD and I don't remember like at some point in like late in high school I don't know if I just started making lists like really something simple of that is like writing the things down that I want to accomplish and oh my do God, each day. Lists. and it lists. just like something changed and I do feel like you know in a lot of ways like in college you know when I graduated I was like was a receptionist art gallery like not a very like awesome position to have like yeah. they and I was not a good one at that and and then also like a DJ and I think about like my mom and my friends that were all becoming like doctors and Wall Street finance people and and lawyers and it was kind of like crippling anxiety of being like I can barely take care of myself like who would ever want to be with me like how could I ever have a family like I literally am like stealing quarters from my roommate to get like Boston Market and I mean like yeah and he had a lot of quarters so I didn't feel bad (laughs) and 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 just like you know and and it was like crazy so like when to see like us kind of materialize this Uh thing it was like holy shit like I actually for the first time ever like can take like a deep breath on some way and be like things might actually be okay for me and work out and i'm just super proud of like the things we've accomplished through over the years and it just really motivates me to want to like just push it further and further well i appreciate you both sharing that because it is interesting to hear individually and it now makes sense to me how you guys work so well together that's why i was kind of trying to like get and i still want to keep going just individual to then get back to the whole because it's interesting i feel like both of you had such like a drive internally wanting to make it i'm interested to know like how has that affected your like relationships for you romantically because the chain smokers has to be priority how do how has that affected your guys relationships that's been i realize like looking back as time size 2020 like a lot of the people i dated i had to date someone that was uh down with what we were doing mm-hmm. um which is which was really fun i had a lot of awesome relationships that like were seriously fulfilling and fun. Um, I think only in the past like couple years have I like realized that probably 
the person that's like down to do ev- they have to be down to do some stuff but yeah. the person who's down to do everything is probably not the one i'm supposed to be with i need someone that has their own thing that i have to go be a part of mm-hmm. and want to go be a part of uh but before that it's been you know i realized my selection has been very congruent with like what served our business yeah. you know and we work really hard and i think we're both now really actively i mean you for a little bit longer than me like really trying to break out of our own heads and and have perspective and be like wait this week is so intense wait every week's intense and if every week's intense then i need to figure out a better way to deal with it because this what am i chasing you know yeah have either of you ever gone through a breakup that the catalyst was kind of like this isn't working for our life right now as the chain smokers like this relationship isn't working for us essentially I mean, I don't think we have influence. I feel like that's one of those funny things. Like, you could not like someone's girlfriend, but, like, you know, not, you don't say that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, out of the blue. Like, if he's upset about something, then yeah. it's an opportunity to speak. You know I what like I mean? Hate her. But don't be like, yo, I hate your chick. And you're just like, great. Well, you want to go to dinner, like, tomorrow night? All double of us? date. Yeah, yeah, yeah double date. Yeah. And, and not that, like, that's ever even been the case, but, yeah. like, I think, you know, like everyone's on their own journey through these things. And I don't know, like all the intricacies of what like mm-hmm. he loves or, you know, about someone and, and vice versa. I think, again, like why we never lived together, like certain things are good to be, you know, kept separate. But like more importantly, it's just like you can tell what also when the other person is suffering yeah. as a yeah. result of the yeah. relationship. And it's like a delicate balance of being like you got to let them get there themselves. You can't yeah. force someone to see that truth. Yep, you know what I mean? I get that. Uh, but but like also at the same time it's like you know it's tough when that's happening because you do feel it like potentially affecting totally. you know the business but yeah. but you're like but again it's like there are bigger things at play here so like again like the ego doesn't come in the check and you're not like bust in the studio being like your fucking songwriting sucks like right you know what i mean like why are Dump you so depressed all the time and you know we're not making music and uh right. songwriting sucks these days yeah, yeah. although i'm sure heartbreak so you're too happy like in your relationship it's a great it's a great catalyst oh. yeah yeah no. that is like that's toxic though yeah. because i had sometimes where i was like i'll just go on the date because it's gonna give me great content and i was like it's like things aren't going well you're like just right yeah you're like let's go this song is gonna be fucking killer <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's exactly. like drew be so depressed get she broken up with like do yeah, something and then get yeah. in the fucking yeah, studio. yeah so you said you're in a relationship yeah yeah how long have you been in a relationship about three years maybe a little longer three wow. and a half yeah yeah she's How's great going? really good i mean I'm, she's amazing and i think to like his point what he said like you kind of acknowledge somehow i feel like a lot of the people you date are kind of a reaction to the last person mm-hmm. in some ways like mm-hmm. looking for things that were missing or didn't fulfill you in some capacity and you kind of like <laughs> stumble along potentially until you kind of unlock something where you're like oh i get what i like what i what i really need now out of this you guys have very full lives and like you're public and you know i feel like you need someone that's not just like up your ass being like Drew and Alex, like, I'll do whatever you want. It's like, I'm sure at times that's worked because you need someone that's going to be doing that. But in actual relationship, the person needs to be like, hey, it's not all about you. Yeah. And you don't just like, I have a life too. You just don't fucking know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really sympathize like with single people and people in bad relationships. And, you know, like, it's not easy. What about you, Drew? Single relationship? Uh, I'm in a relationship. Okay. It's like fairly new, a couple months. It's exciting. How'd you guys meet? We got set up on a date a year ago. Fun. And it was the worst date either of us had ever been on. Not fun. <laughs> yeah. It was just like zero vibes, just misconnection and didn't see each other for, I think like six months after that. And then last summer just kept running into each other. And then the bad day become, became like a fun conversation point. Oh and God. we like hit it off on like the 4th of July and then started hanging out then ish and August and then started dating, I guess like September probably. Look at the two of you just yeah. in like your healthy dynamics. Yeah. Have either of you ever not liked the other person's partner? For yes. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For sure. How did you handle it? The, I think Alex kind of touched on it earlier where you can't say, yo, this is like not right for you out of context. Right. It has to be something has to happen and, you know, one of us comes to the other and then says, you don't want it. But yeah. you know, I mean, like, you know, yeah, and you're you know. always like hoping to be like, he'll understand. When and we've like- all seen it now. We're like so intimate with our entire crew. We've seen like every like from our tour manager to our drummer to our like our our agent. We've seen them all date the wrong person. And like we've all taken our like little trip down that road. Yeah. And it's funny because when it's happening to somebody else, you're like, that's never going to happen to me. And then it shows up in a different format. Yeah. And, and boom, like, it happens but, but to you. Yeah. And while you're in that format, it's like, you know, you're like, yo, fucking 
they hate her. And, and you know, but you're like, you're like right. but you're like, they yeah. just don't know her yet. Like oh. I know oh. her. And then you're like, no, they do really know her. And I'm just wrong right. about this. Like yeah. if that's uh. the worst when you're in a relationship where, when you find yourself saying that, if anyone is watching this and you're like, they just don't get it. That's probably the first no. red flag to be like, no, they get it. You don't fucking get it. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you look about a lot, a lot of relationships and you know, you can blame the other person. You just, it wasn't a match. It wasn't the right time. Course, it wasn't the, it's course. not them. It's not you. I have great breakup stories. I mean, there's all sorts of awesome things. Do you want to share? Anonymously. I mean, should I give the ultimate one? Give something. You guys are saying I'm a little lightly surface. Give, give the, the, uh, yeah. the pet cam. Yeah, the pet cam is good. Yeah. Give is, it that, yeah. is that the ultimate one? Yeah, that's the guy. Okay, give it to me. One. Yeah. Okay, so I was seeing somebody and, you know, over the course of the relationship, it was just like all these fights kept happening that I didn't really like understand why. Like I would just get like a text when we were like on tour and be like, you're a fucking asshole. And I'd be like, I don't know what I could have possibly have just done. And, and it would be like, you know what you did. And I'd be like, no, I'm asking, like, that's why I'm asking you. What, right. what did I do? And it was just like, and then she would like disappear for two days. And it was just like the most unhealthy, you know, and you're just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And one day I, I've lived, you know, this, my friend of mine, Craig, he's like an ex-firefighter and, uh, he's kind of the man, he's like uncle Craig and, uh, and uncle Craig. Yeah, he's a very uncle Craig. And you know, I forgot how we got in a fight about something. And I was like, and it was a sort of thing where I was like, Craig, like, you know, when we were, you know, it's like looking through Instagram and being like, oh, damn, that girl's like super hot. Mm -hmm. Man, I'd be like, wish, I wish on a star. And, you know, and then like, and then like the girlfriend would be like, not, what the fuck did you not say? What we say. What did you, I wish on a star. It's not star. what we say. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a really PC way. Of, you know. I wish on a star. I wish on a star. I could. I could hang hold. out with that yeah. beautiful, nice, smart woman. Yeah, but like you know, it's like guy talk where you'd be like, "Damn, that girl's you know yeah. ass is amazing" or whatever. And then like I got lit up about this, and I like told my I went to Craig and I was like, "Craig, did you fucking tell her that we were saying it? Like you know, how like a, like we're just like talking about this how hot this girl is?" And he was like. Of course not. Of kidding yeah. me? Why would I do that? And I was like, well, how else would she have known? Like, this is just weird. And, and he was, and it was like in passing. And he was just like, "House is bug, dude." And I was like, "Nah." And so, anyways, these fights kept happening. And and then on my birthday, she, the girl was like, "I am going to, uh, I'm going to Cannes because I I don't work in the film industry, but it's really important that I go." <laughs> and which I totally related and understood. And, totally. And, she needed yeah. to go. And so she left and, and like, you know, and she was pissed at me, like disappeared, didn't say bye. And it was like, you know, I think she was going for like a few weeks and I was like, damn, what a shitty way to leave on that note. But I was like, all right, you know, fuck it. And I was you like, were, it, you were really annoying on that birthday. You got really drunk. I did get really drunk. Tried to I tried to the, fight the elephante door guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. not the elephante door guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's so nice. I had yeah. to give him a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you were just pissed. You were in a bad place. No, I was just hammered. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. didn't okay. even have anything to do with her. Yeah, yeah. I was just a drunk guy. Yeah. And, but, uh, and, the, and she, her leaving had nothing to do with you being drunk too. Yeah. Oh, just okay. to clarify. And so my mom hated her. My, okay. you know, my sister hated her. Everyone didn't like her at this point. You hated her, Drew. definitely hated her. And at this point, I was like, I think I probably should call this soon like i was beginning to get those vibes but but i was also like i'm such an optimist you know like it's hard for me to kind of like pull that rug out so anyway she bounces and then i'm like sitting at like my table in my kitchen and i just kind of see this thing out of the corner of my eye that wasn't there like a day ago and basically like she, at two x's ago had bought me this this dog pet treat camera where you can like shoot treats out of it and it's like motion sensor recording you know these camera. things yes and so the dog walks up to it yes. and the camera turns on and alerts your phone yes. yeah and you shoot a treat out and so i'd gotten this gift and i never set it up because it was just kind of just complicated and we we're just busy all the time and whatever and i you know but one day it was like sitting on this table and i was like oh that's kind of you know odd that it's out but like it's not it's on it's not for a dog my dog's not getting any treats so that surely this thing's not hooked up and and it's plugged into like the outlet and i was like Huh, I guess my housekeeper saw this like hanging wire and was like, let me plug it in. Such an so optimist. I unplug it and like plug, you know, I, I'm a jewel smoker. So I was like, it's the only outlet for my jewel. So I would plug it. And this went on for like, in my head, looking back months, I was like, I kept unplugging this thing. And then one day I was like sick of like unplugging it and plugging it back in that I was like, I'm putting this thing and putting it in a drawer. And this is annoying. Why is this out? Right. And this is like when she left for Ken, but miraculously, the thing is like back on the table now. Yeah. And then it was like the matrix. It was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I've been getting spied on for like seven months by this yeah. fucking pet camera. <laughs> and I get up close to it and she had like blacked out the recording light, like really with a marker with yeah. a marker and then covered it with an additional piece of electrical tape perfectly cut out. 
that you would never have noticed it. This bitch is genius. And I was yeah. like, Greg! <laughs> I was like, we got her! You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and we went on the security cameras and there's video of like, she like walks downstairs into the kitchen, notices the camera's like unplugged, oh, goes over, opens a cabinet. So the so she's already scouted the actual house security cameras. Yeah. She like looks up, cl- opens the door, does something like behind the door she for like a weirdly it. long time and then closes it and leaves and then the thing's plugged in. Yeah. And so it's crazy. And how- so it was wild. And so I was like, how do we like broach this? Like, Wait, I, you how know, do you confront her? I was like, it's red handed. You know what I mean? There's no like doubt in my mind now. Right. It's like sometimes, you know, like you'd be like, oh, so-and-so saw you at the club. Like, you right. know, be this girl and you're like, oh, I don't know who to believe. Like this was like, I fucking got your ass like 100%. And so I was like, we can do a couple of things right now. Oh. We can like play along with this and like maybe i get like a fake ring and then like tell craig i'm gonna like propose and like do and get her to admit it yeah Yeah, and get her to like see it on the camera and then but never like bring it up you know and just leave her in this like suspenseful while she's watching from ken you know what i mean i love it but then i was like fuck i kind of want to just be single and have fun yeah we were like please just get to that phase yeah so i just like called her up and i was just like yeah you know i got you and she was like so angry she was like what and i was like you tell me I got found a camera in my house that you've been spying me on. She was like, you're fucking crazy. And this, I was like, it's not, we don't have to fight. It's so genius. The fact that like, she got an alert every time, like at 3 AM that him and Craig are sitting at the front table having guys talk. Yeah. So she watched all of his like late night conversations. It'd be like, what did you say about like, you know, so-and-so? And And you'd be like, I don't understand. Like, I've never even talked to this girl before. You know, it's like an Instagram person that like, you know, like our he brings up. That is so epic epic. and truly so genius and so fucked up. It is. You got to give her credit. I I give her credit only if I was like in a position where like she thought you were being super shady and she wanted to catch you. But after, I never, I never, I was like totally, I was a totally good boy. You were a saint. No, I really was. I really was in this one. yeah. Yeah. And you know what I think it's like, that's almost like if you get someone's iPad or you get a way to like, look at their shit, yeah. you have to stop eventually. We wrote then you're a song just, about yeah, that. You, yeah. you did? Yeah. It's called iPad. You, oh yes. Yeah. You guys did. Oh wow. Was it, it wasn't about that. You, no. you should make one about the, the iPad. The, yeah. It's about what? You know why you go through the iPad, right? I've been through the iPad before. Cause if you go through the phone, they delete text, yes. but it comes up on the iMessage on the iPad. Oh, I've been in the situation where it. I literally right. handed Good. him yeah. the iPad. I said, open it right for... now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. he showed he just me his phone. It. I'm like, your phone looks so beautiful. It's like your mom and your aunt and me and your grandma <laughs> open the fucking iPad, you piece of shit. And all of the sex and stuff. I was yeah. like, wow. I was just like, yo, if you put on the floor and give me my dog treats, I've never would have asked a question about it ever. That was, was her one like, mistake. So like, That's a great fucking story. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Something that really grinds my gears is I somehow will find myself just subscribing to things, right? And then all of a sudden, I see I have been paying this subscription service and I don't even use it because I just forgot to cancel it. Rocket Money can help you cancel a subscription that would otherwise be more time consuming and also you probably forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see anything I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy. Rocketmoney.com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. 
I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say better than the original. My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount+. Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. What were your guys' lives like um, dating-wise before you guys became the Chainsmokers? I know you went to Syracuse. Yeah, I went to Syracuse. How were, what were you like in college? It was like college. Mm-hmm. You know. It was just college. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you like you like date a couple girls. And right. Then, Shout out and, to Mackay. Yeah, I was, I was a frat bro. Oh, you were a frat guy. <laughs> yeah. So you had a nice time. Yeah. And you went to NYU, Alex? Yeah, I was a New York City boy. I was like a, a terrible club. I was like a quantity club promoter, not a quality. <laughs> Like, but like, I love, you know, that what I mean? launched I our career. Well, yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. were a club promoter. Oh, for sure. This is so great. But it was like, it taught me, honestly, like, I know this is like, I've shout out to all my club promoters out there, <laughs> you know, making ends meet. Uh, but, uh, but I like, it taught me a lot about like staying in touch with people and like, you know, like how do you differentiate yourself? Like mm. a stupid night out. That's the same night every night from a different club to the next. And how yeah. do you like, you know, like make your thing a little bit more special than the other guy or whatever. That's the yeah. other club. And, and like, for me, like, you know, I think this part of my life, girls were always sort of a challenge, you know, like I, again, I was like stealing quarters. I wasn't exactly like desirable beyond like whatever crappy table I was like getting two Aww. free bottles at or something. And, and I think, but it did like, I think ha- forced me to like have a bit more of a personality, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the self-awareness yeah. like, also really i will attest like alex's club personality is un it's remarkable there's no one better in a club like he can have a full conversation and i he doesn't even hear the other person but his reaction is so genuine that's great that keeps them talking and keeps them engaged and then he'll just pick off i guess where you like left off and like yeah. you're like I love that guy. And he's like, I don't know who that is. And I didn't understand a word they said. I, I really respect that because the club promoter, you can be the creepy club promoter, which I don't think you were. No, I wasn't the creepy club promoter. Okay. No, yeah, well, we couldn't even, if you were, we would yeah. never know. Right? I couldn't. Yeah. No one would have come back. No <laughs> yeah. one would have come back. Right. Yeah. I, I do respect that. Um. Okay. I want to hear from both of you. Drew, obviously I know you're both in relationships, but like, what is Alex's type? I'm curious what the well, line okay. you're going to well, draw between all these. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like <laughs> physically? Oh, uh, just all around. <sighs> kind of like. I mean, I, I would say like uh, up until his current girlfriend, who mm-hmm. I adore, mm-hmm. uh, he has he's attracted to like some kind of severe issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real like like think about up every until single the one, current one though. up until the current one like <laughs> just want to like, clarify Moo, we love Moo. Moo's great close with the family yeah like very empathetic takes your side takes all of our side you know yeah. like she's amazing there was always something like fucked up with every single other one yeah yeah that's probably fair and like that but that that's like what yeah. got you you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like it made it like entertaining for you yeah i mean you're also like again i, I don't know you might be right yeah. I really, I really appreciate the honesty, and I like how you received that. There was no defensiveness; you were just open, yeah. and you accepted. And that. none of them were the right ones. That's for sure. Right, yeah. so, right. There you go. And they're all great too, in their own respect. They just weren't great for me. Totally. But they all and got like, one thing. <laughs> severely, <laughs> seriously, something is wrong. With them. Watch yourself in New York now. Yeah, yeah I know. Nice on the street. Right. Um, okay, Alex. What is Drew's type? I mean, it's a kind of a similar thing in the way that, like, I think both our current girlfriends are, like, very radically different from, like, the previous. Like, it's like something changed or clicked, you know, in which I also uh-huh. think it's true. Like, I'm not conciting, like, our last album release and changing our lives. But, like, in some ways, like, yeah. something did happen, like, in the last year and a half or two years with us that I think, like, whether it's our insecurity or just the confidence <laughs> that we have in, like, ourselves or, you know, just, like, like knowing who we want to be as we right. get older. Because I think maybe, like, he liked girls that, were like part of like the scene a little bit and maybe mm-hmm. had that like like if you people were excited you know what i mean it mm-hmm. like like it was like oh you can't believe you're, like you're dating that person sort of so like they you're saying they were excited about the lifestyle yeah, that yeah, drew presented it. i don't know if that's like totally fair like a common thread between all of them because like some of them like didn't enjoy going out some like fucking love going out like yeah. some like loved 
you know, their power of their social media and other mm -hmm. ones like cared less about it, you know, but I think it was like, uh, like a, like a, like a being out. Yes. Out there, you know, out there. outside. They loved yeah. the life. Did out you feel nature. that in the moment? Um, I mean, like most of the girls I dated were like very, and like, I saw great relationships with all of them for, um, first of all. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I mean, like, literally, they say they're friends I'm, with all their exes. Like my yeah. board, my bridges are so burned. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm so it's like Pangea, you know what I mean? Versus now the now the new world as you know it. Oh like, my god, you can't see them on the street. That shit will just no. Get I thought crazy. I was gonna get stabbed no. last time I saw one of my exes, and when I like had to leave out of like pure fear of my own life. Uh, <laughs> and then Drew's like, I'm friends with all of them. They're like, everywhere. They're all so close. Like, they're all. We're not. Around. We're not close, but like you know, I just they, it's chill. You know, it's chill. Okay, fair. Like, fair. what's there to be mad? But I was yeah, just yeah. like, this is kind of done now. Yeah, That's yeah. That's how, I, how I, I felt. Are you guys the type of people that would go back to exes ever? I, my shit is burned. There ain't no one back. It's done. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. They, like, go down and, like, Like, yours flames. feel like they really end yeah. dramatic. Yeah. There's no, like, like hook. I think, like, maybe one time, like, an ex, when she was, like, blacked out, like, showed up at my door and was like, I'm down to have sex with you, like, one more time. Right. And that was, like... 18 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so like that, like it was a long time since that happened, but I, I'm glad because I do see like a lot of couples have that like really annoying six, eight yeah, month, like weird goes. buffer where you're just like, what's happening here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like why are we still, why is she still around? Uh, we, no one likes her. She doesn't like you. We know this, Fair. like, you know, so I think in some ways like the hard cut is like important for both people to kind of move on. Is, is Drew good at the hard cut? Hmm. <laughs> I would say on more on the no side. No. Yeah. No, I'm not good on the hard cut. Yeah. yeah. But you're getting better. I mean, I'm dating someone now. So like, good. it's not like it's not, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes you would linger back. Yeah. Like, you break up. I'm like, oh, we're still friends. Oh, my God. Drew is the yeah. guy that's just <laughs> but I think we do right care. on back. But we, I think we both care about, I mean, it's just like, I wish we didn't. But we really care what people think. Like, I you don't want to leave. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't make me, like, happy that, like, all my exes, like, blow my brain out if they could, like, see me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Have either of you ever been cheated on? Probably. Actually, I know I have for sure. Yeah. How did you um, find out? Um. That, yeah, I'll let him go first. Well, like, okay, what's the definition of cheating? Emotional or physical? Okay. Um. Then yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking of? Yeah. Well, like, like physically, I know about one time. Okay. But it was like one. It was like the thing where like the girl. I was living in New York, and the girl like broke up with me ish was like i need a break and then like fuck some other dude and i knew that happened and then i she got back together with me like two weeks later and i was like hmm. so just flick through the old phone and boom there and it was, was. Right there. there was okay but you gotta look through the to, for the best friend text yeah not you don't look for the guy you look for the best friend Drew knows that's yeah. that's someone that's definitely been cheated on yeah. is, that what you were, <laughs> is that what you were saying is like what considered cheating because what, you were on a break? Or was there a different thing of like emotional? Oh, no, there's another like emotional thing. That's rough. Yeah. How did you find out the iPad? iPad. <laughs> it's always the iPad. The what iPad. about you? How did you find out you got cheated on, Alex? Uh, I mean, I think it's happened in like maybe like two or three times. Yeah. Or, uh, but it, it, it was all for the best. Uh, That's good. That's good. But I think, how was that first time? I think the first time I was just like, it was just so obvious. You know what I mean? It yep. was just like, I just didn't know how, like the, like, like you can feel when it's happening. Yeah. 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 yeah I just couldn't off. figure it out. And, and like, they just, you know, they just lied over and over again. So you didn't yeah. really like have proof until finally, I think they just like, I don't remember. It was just, again, it was like the, someone told me and then you were just like, show me the map. You know what I mean? Oh, it was yeah, like, this is it. And then it was like, again, it was like a relief. It was like, yeah. thank God. Cause like, I this was like so, such a waste anyways. Yeah. But the really funny one, and by the way, like just speak in general for everyone out there. Like I actually don't think looking through people's phones is healthy, including my, like you have to practice what you preach. Like right. I think like on some levels, like if you feel like something is like really fucking off, then like, sure, go get yeah. your proof. But like just because you like been in a bad relationship in the past mm -hmm. doesn't like give you creative freedom to go and like design a story about shit. what yeah right but but in this case <laughs> i was like something's <laughs> fucking up like yeah. you know and yeah. i could not like you know what i mean and i was like I, I wait, wait. So many... are you gonna tell the yeah, craigslist, craigslist one story oh nice 
What? Tell me. I don't know which one's worse. Craigslist? This is like way long ago. This is like I was at NYU when this happened. Okay. This, okay, this is like ready. Blackberry. We're ready. There's we're not ready. even iPhones. Like I don't oh, think I you could it. even lock a Blackberry. Okay, we're ready. This is a good one. And uh, and I was just like so over it. I was like this, you know, like the, the, this girl's being shady with a friend of mine that I introduced to her, like a guy, another girl. And I was just like, I thought it was like maybe like like a drug thing or whatever. I couldn't figure it out. And I was just like kind of at the end of it and whatever. And I always had a problem too of girls moving in with me too fast, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is like a very New York thing to do because like it's hard to like survive in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of just like, come on and come on <laughs> down. Live in my studio <laughs> apartment with me. Uh, and uh, and so I remember going and looking in the bathroom. And I had no idea what I was going to find. And I was like, same thing. Went to the best friend text and it was like, you know, all about getting blow. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe that's the problem. She just like it kind of has like a drug problem right now and she's wrapped up in that. Like, that's not so bad. But then it was like, <laughs> it like unveiled. It was like, it was like, how do we get, like, we're out of money. Like, how do we get blow? And it was like, I have an idea. Like, why don't you go on Craigslist and like pee on somebody? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh no. You know what I mean? And I was like, so I've, and then there were the emails and it was like, she was peeing on people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there were the emails. There were, they were. And this is like not tech. This is not like today's technology, too. It's like Blackberry. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and, uh, and I was just kind of like, I remember just like, you know, I wasn't even mad because it was like kind of such a bizarre. <laughs> I feel like that's thing. a good way to go out. Like, it's almost better that it was like, yeah, peeing like, on someone. Yeah. like, I can't tell a lot right. of other breakup stories. Like, this is a great story. Right. And it like it wasn't a big deal in the like history of my, you know, totally. life. So you like laugh about these things and you're just kind of like, I remember just like waking up and I was just like, you know. Hey. You know you're peeing on people and <laughs> for drugs and she's got to she's got to call we're gonna have to we're gonna have to call it now you can't live with me yeah, yeah. you can't blame and me she's like this. i didn't hook up with them and i was like yeah, we're I- getting like you know like we're really getting granular here about like what's happening she's like but, it wasn't in their mouth it was just on the you're like i don't want to know was, where you were i was peeing. more like you're super hot like who's the lucky guy that was right. like hit up some craigslist ad to like get a girl to pee on and then like you showed up like right like, as on a cra- ja- like a jackpot Jeez, you know what i mean like I was sort of, that's where my head was at i was like i don't know what you're charging but like, that is such an incredible yeah. story that I think you're right. You can take pride in that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not sad. It's like a once in a lifetime. She found her like niche <laughs> on Craigslist and yeah. she went with it. I just like I, how manipulated she got. Like her friend was like, you should go do this. Even though like they were both doing the drug. It was like, yeah. why don't you go? Pee? Right. Yeah. Like you're not in a relationship. And it's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You do <laughs> it. Yeah. It wow. Just, yeah. Alex, you've got some great story times today. An old man. Do you guys even the, talk about the, sex with each other? Yeah, absolutely, all the time. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I feel like some guys I'm, are... Just, I want to clarify, like, the sweater was a bad choice. I'm so warm. <laughs> Take it off. Yeah. Take it off. Okay, I'm going to do you that. I'm, like, off. really red right now, no, it, and I just want to clarify. It got hot in here. Yeah. After Alex was talking about peeing and the, yeah. the women, taking the whatever. I'm not into that shit, by the way, everybody. Just it for the record, I don't want to stay with her. Can we make sure <laughs> the AC is on? We're almost done, I promise. I'm not going to keep you guys too much longer. Yeah. I knew I knew everyone was getting hot. Do you want to take your sweater off? No, nah, I'm cool as a cucumber. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's like... <gasps> I'm dying. Okay. I feel yeah. some heat, but I'm okay. So you guys talk about sex with each other. Yeah. Okay. You guys obviously don't need to say, like, the name of someone. But when I say this question, if someone comes to mind, like, who is the best sex you've ever had? You don't have to say their name, but, like, explain why. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I wish I – I don't know the answer to this. Um, Drew smiled and looked up, so go ahead, Drew. (laughs) Um – I, I felt like I was very first of all it was someone I wasn't dating mm-hmm. it was like it was like a hookup situation that was super random and like last minute and like happened a couple times um and I think like the spontaneity of the whole thing was amazing there was zero expectations um and then every now and then and this is really rare because you know a lot of times especially you know if you really care about someone before you hook up for the first time it's sometimes really hard to like perform how you want to perform and like receive love the same way and uh I think on both sides and you know kind of when you have like spontaneous sex with someone that you're just like into you just kind of have like there's nothing there's none of that um but it's also really rare in those situations that you find someone that's like you're sexually connected with um you know you can have average sex with anybody but like every now and then like you'll have like a hookup that's just Right. Yeah, you're both on the same page. You're into the same things. Your bodies fit together the right way. Like, that type vibe. 
That's really good. That's a great answer. Which one of you is more likely in the past to hook up with a fan? It's a toss up. Yeah. <laughs> really depends on the city. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I figured you'd ask Northeast, us a question like that, and like <laughs> when you say fan, do you mean like someone at our show or like a diehard fan? Because I don't think we've ever hooked up with like a diehard fan, like no one wearing merch or anything. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's really fair. Just take the merch off their body. <laughs> You're wearing well, I, my face. <laughs> still hot. Yeah. Um, okay, so just like someone at your concert. That's fair. Yeah, yeah toss up. It's a to- both yeah, of toss you are getting. Okay, yeah. that's fair. How often do people propose threesomes with the two of you, and how often have you accepted? <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> this is up to you to answer. I don't want to answer this answer question. It? It's caller daddy. How often is it proposed? Not proposed. Seldom. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot of men. For <laughs> a lot of men. <laughs> But it's happened. <laughs> Does it count if it's internationally? <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. Was it? What, did you look at each other differently that morning? The first time? <laughs> All the times. I think we were just like, what the fuck just happened? Because uh-huh. like, it wasn't like a – they were never planned. You know what I mean? It right, was right, always right. like – just like I don't know what is happening right now, but like I'm also just like I don't know. Where's that? Like, it's weird. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I don't know like how. Like that's how three sins happen though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In any way. Absolutely, you know, they, it's usually never like, planned. This is just starts. Oh, it's oh that. Okay, I guess we're doing that. It's been a long time, you know what I mean? But in the early <laughs> to be days, clear. it was also like the days when we like we used to have to like share hotel rooms. Like you know what I mean? Like we would be mm-hmm. in Europe. They have the two beds. They don't even split them apart. Right. You know what I mean? Like they literally have two singles. So it's like almost by force we were forced. Yo, this is that sounds crazy. You were forced (laughs) to have a threesome together by the European government because they don't (laughs) separate their beds. Right, you just had to make the most of this the bad situation. They just separated the beds, (laughs) like America does. Right, right, right. So you just made it work. Yeah. No. Do you guys remember your first one? Like, did you look at each other differently? I was like, man, this guy's. Uh, This guy's hot. I'm glad he's my partner. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm actually blushing now. Yeah, you are. Now it's not the heat. Yeah, I'm actually blushing. I'm just so concerned time. about how what Alex just said is going to be taken. No, I think it's great. I think <laughs> what part? Yeah, the, I the government? The, the, we were forced. No, no, Not by the no. women, by the government. Yeah. By the government. <laughs> the government forced us to do all kind of things. There's just a lot. I mean, we had a lot of mileage on these tires. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's good. Like, it's good. Yeah. Have you guys ever been into the same person, and how do you deal with that? <laughs> we can't even move on. We're just like Drew's. Like, okay, I need uh, to go. Yeah, it's okay. Drew, it's gonna be okay. I don't think yeah. we ever have hooked up with the same person, but I'm not positive. Um, you just said you had a fucking threesome. True. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I thought you meant like separately. Have you, okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, fair, yeah. fair, fair. What's the one thing for you both that you're like, I really like this from someone in bed? For all the ladies listening, give us a little tip. I mean, confidence. You know, like someone who like knows what they like that can just take control. And like, there's a lot of um, you know, people that just don't do that. Like, I mean, as you know, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it like doesn't even have to be right. Just like confidence of like, this is what I'm trying to do right now. You know, and like I think especially like from the beginning when you hook up with someone and they're like, I'm trying to like fuck you instead of like whatever you want to do is so much hotter. I mean, do it. Can I just say the same? Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, that that is true, though. You know, but I think it cuts both ways. Also, like you can be confident and submissive at the same time. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, What type of women intimidate you? All of them. Yeah. (laughs) Your exes, Alex. All of them. Uh, kind of women intimidate. Um, very stylish women. Mm. Yeah, because I I am trying my best with my style, and when I see someone who has it, like male or female, I I just see it, I see it as a form of intelligence oh. that is just very subtle and tasteful, and um, you know, I don't think I have amazing style, but I'm interested in it. Yeah. And when I see someone that just really kills it on either side, I'm like, damn, that person's got some swagger to them. I wonder what that else they think about that way. I'm a, I'm a 
dressed like a slob. So it's just like, doesn't affect me at all. I respect it, but it, does, it doesn't, I was like, intimi- I'm it doesn't really intimidate me, that. but I, but I respect it. I think it's great. I mean, I think any form of like self-expression like that, that mm-hmm. like people really care about is, is like incredible. Yeah. Um, and it like, I'm bummed that I don't have the like capacity to go the distance. Uh, so you got other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You put on a sweater <laughs> other today. Like to worry about. you look great. Yeah. This is a cardigan that I'm very fond of. Okay. This is the most listened to podcast by women. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to just like the women? Just make amends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may have offended on this episode. I was going to say, is there anything you would want to say to like the women of the world listening from the chain? I feel smokers? like ironically, like, I mean, I grew up in a house full of women, funny enough, and I know like your mom is one of your like biggest inspirations, yeah. and best like friendships, yeah. and 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 like I know in general, I, I almost feel like we, I feel like I have more in common with like like the females in my life in terms of how we can re- relate to them, and it's just it's really cool to have this opportunity to be on the show, and hopefully we didn't make too big a fool of ourselves, and yeah. you know I'm honestly a huge fan of your, it's like really cool to see anyone, but like especially you know you in this case like create such an amazing brand. That like inspires people and i think that at the end of the day like if you can go out and inspire like three or four people to say like i can just be myself and people will acknowledge me for that and you know and celebrate that that's like pretty much the greatest thing you know that we could ask for did i spin that that was good that was nice that was good i was freestyling out here you're like how is that gonna go with the press is yeah. that gonna work you guys are amazing thank you so much chain smokers it was an honor thank you for coming thank on caller daddy thank you alex thanks guys thanks yeah. guys Woo! sweet This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.